Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It's great to be with you. Good Monday, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. Appreciate you being with us. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, Director Matthew, floating about the place. On Twitter, it's at J. Cameron Show. Yes, last hour. Talk of a perfect game. As Cat uh, did something truly special that will, in the annals of Florida State uh, Athletics, be remembered for a very, very long time, certainly forever, by her and her teammates and those that love this softball program, which is easy to love. They play a great brand of, of softball, and they're fun, and they're successful, and um, throwing a perfect game when you had to have it is a hell of a thing. So congrats to Florida State softball moving on. Now, the sold-out Super Regional in one minute is how quickly it sold out. So Florida State uh, moves on, as they should have. They came that close to maybe a second year in a row of shockingly uh, disappointing endings, but but alas. You get a crack at it quickly. It's a Thursday to Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I like that in case there's weather. You always have that extra day to push it back. I, I don't like it getting into that following week. So hopefully they handle business against Georgia and take it down in two. We will see. I've got a working theory that the one run produced yesterday, all day, we made it really count. Cat Sandercock made it important stand up. Very run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can can that be the mental hurdle that is cleared? Is that what that was? They were scared of, of repeating what they did last year when an SEC uh, team rolled into town and beat us heads up in a regional, not even a super. And maybe that allows them to play loose and free and bring the bats to the party on Thursday and Friday nights. Irish Chaffel will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk about that, talk about some of the other stuff that we have on the site right now on Warchant.com as well, including an article about Mike Norvell, other ACC coaches sounding off about frustrations with uh, player tampering. Hey, look, man, I <laughs> I don't think that's going away. I'll, I'll get into some of that uh, in, a, in a bit. Yes, we talked about Brooks Kepka winning his fifth major uh, and uh, and steely-eyed and focused as he was a lot of weight on his shoulders there. And uh, he is clearly all the way back. And now that puts him in a, in a realm that is a rarefied air in the world of uh, professional golf. When you think about it, I mentioned it last hour, but you know, pretty cool. You're walking around thinking to yourself, yeah, I'm there with Seve Ballesteros and Byron Nelson amongst others. And post tiger post Phil, I am the most decorated major champion that there is. It's not Rory. It's not Jordan Spieth, despite how many, specials were held about how great they are. It's me. I did it. Well, if you want to know just how great, um, there, there are a lot of levels uh, of, of conversation to be had here, but I'll read directly from Kyle Porter, who does a very good job of covering golf, obviously, for CBS. And this alone kind of overwhelmed me, by the way. This is, this is crazy. On July 13, 1968, Gary Player won his fifth major, the 97th Open Championship at Carnoustie. Since player raised the fifth of what would eventually be nine major trophies, I always forget that Gary Player won nine. I don't know how because he won't let you forget, That's but correct. I do somehow forget that. I've shot my age or better <laughs> oh. 2,140 yeah. times now yeah. in a row. Representing the biggest championships in golf, 20,035 days have elapsed, nearly 55 years since that moment. Only seven of those days have ended with a men's golfer winning his fifth major championship, 0.03%. Today was one of those seven days. He goes on to write, and then I'll stop. True history is made so rarely in golf. The sport mostly involves a factory of unknown, unrecognizable players plodding along at a variety of mostly meaningless events 
The harsh reality of golf is that it mostly happens in obscurity, documenting by nothing but scores and finishes and sometimes money. Millions of professional golf shots are hit every year, and the overwhelming majority, in fact, nearly all of them, really don't matter much. On the opposite end of the spectrum, though, is this truth. All 271 shots Brooks Kepka hit this weekend at the 2023 PGA Championship go directly into the cannon. That's because with his victory by two strokes over Victor Hovland and Scotty Scheffler, Kepka joined a comically good and very short list. Since that open, one by player, 55 years ago, only six men have ever won a fifth major since that time. Tom Watson, Lee Trevino, Nick Faldo, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Seve Ballesteros, Brooks Kepka. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. And I will tell you, uh, without knowing as much about Brooks behind the scenes as you do, that he would say preach to that article. Not because it's touting his you know, efforts and his accolades, but because golf is largely meaningless. I think he would lean into that idea that most of it is. That's why he doesn't like the regular tour events. Yeah, there's multiple factors as to why he does it, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, the, this this he's this is big time. This mm. is this is where it's all about, and he wasn't afraid. I mean, he was paired with Scotty the first two days, and Scotty Scheffler was three or four shots ahead at the 36 hole mark. But then he just goes to battle, and he just refuses, and he looks healthy, and he's hitting the shots that he hit in order to win the first four majors. It, this isn't an accident. This isn't ah, uh, this course set up perfectly for him. It's He's carving shots from 200-plus. He's hitting wedges and sticking them to a few feet. He was 13th in strokes gained putting this weekend. That's one thing that you probably wouldn't know. You would think about strokes gained off the tee or approach he dominated. Top 15 putting, and he was top 10 everywhere else. Well, and that putting uh, statistic is helped out by the proximity of the whole statistic, which is really remarkable because it's hard to get it close. If you go and look at the first four holes of this tournament, and he birdies three of them, uh, on a day where you want to set the tone. Proximity to the hole, no laying up, gets credit for this. Number one, 26 feet for the field. Number two, 25 feet. Number three, 39 feet. Nobody could get it close there, by the way. Number four, 38 feet. Okay, now, heads up. Comparison, Brooks Kepka. 26 feet for the field, 16 for Brooks Kepka. 25 feet for the field on number two, four feet for Brooks Kepka. 39 feet on number three for the field, four feet for Brooks Kepka. 38 feet for the field on number four, nine feet for Brooks Kepka. That is. He made a mockery of the first four holes of this thing. That's the front on nine, the table, buddy. Then the front nine's the hard nine on that course. So it was, um, yeah, something something to behold. It was, um, it was cool. It was cool. He played confidently and that guarantees you i think moving forward if you had question marks i don't know that you did after the masters because he was right there as well but that guarantees you moving forward that that guy again barring injury and he seems to be fully recovered from all of those now uh he'll be he'll be right there in contention in these other two majors there's a winner's only pool in one of our favorite watering holes in town i won't you know overwhelm them with signups by putting it out on the air but it's winners only, and it's just you go by the odds that you know, so people check off. I, I think for the U.S. Open, Brooks now becomes number one pick, number two pick. Has to be. It's yeah. a U.S. Open, and it's him, and he's back. This is made for him, and it's yeah, it's somewhere he likes. Uh, so yes, I think I, I, I mean he's 
it'll be interesting. Yeah, I oh, he's obviously the favorite. Yeah, but he's gone from again in in that setting of you got to pick the winner, maybe the fifteenth pick. You know, for this major because of what he did at the Masters, right? But I mean, yeah, he yeah. wasn't top five. No, he was not. Not even in Tallahassee. League, I don't know if he's top yeah, five. Yeah, he wasn't in my league uh, in the other league that I'm in. But now, it's it's the U.S. freaking Open, man. Look out. Well, you want what you want in these situations is you you want okay. So let's say he's playing great, which he is, and Scotty Scheffler and you know John Rahm, and then you want you know, I mean you want the best players in the world going at it. One thing's for sure. We've talked about this lately with majors, period. I'll move on from golf. The best players in the world are winning them. This is now a stretch where it's not some like, oh, really? Willie Smith won won at Augusta. Didn't see that coming. No, it's it's been like, you know, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Justin Thomas last year won the PGA Championship, Brooks Kepka this year. You know, the, the winners have been studs. Cam Smith at the British. I mean, they, they've all been world-class players, mostly in their 20s. It's It's been pretty easy to project that it's going to be from this group, this group of, I don't know, 15 guys. Are you young? Are you in the top 30 in the world? Are you in form? That's kind of where, like, where you're going when you sit down. Uh, which, you know, for years was not always that way, where you'd sit around and you'd talk a little bit about um, guys, courses for courses, and guys that could come out of left field, that kind of thing. It's 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 been pretty down the line, the best players in the world. So since Danny Willett won in 2016, we'll go we'll jump ahead a year to 2017. And I'll just run down the names real fast. So that's You're six hear years worth of majors. Yeah. Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Sergio Garcia, Francesco Molinari, Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, Shane Lowry, Woodland, Kepka, Woods. Remember that one? Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> DeShambo, Colin Morikawa, DJ, Morikawa, Rom, Mickelson, Matsuyama, Cam Smith, Matt Fitzpatrick, who's shot on 72 out of the bunker. We should all appreciate more after what Corey Connors and Victor Hovland did these last couple of days. Correct. JT, Scheffler, Rom, Brooks, end of story. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's elite players. It's all top fifty players, top forty. Molinari is the only one maybe yeah. that sticks out, but he was dominant at, at the that time. At the time he was the hottest golfer in the world. He was playing like the number one player in the world. So yeah, it is it, it is rather remarkable. It's true. Uh that story that I wrote Ira wrote, I want to talk to him about that and I segue over to football here. I wonder I always wonder how coaches handle um the conversation centered around player tampering because we don't have the marriage just yet at least not on the up and up to where the collectives are in house so you know it, you'd be naive to suggest that these collectives and the coaching staffs aren't in communication uh they are openly able to promote these collectives so you know that they tell you their opinion of of who's trustworthy and who's not but it, it's not the same as uh, sitting down and saying, hey, target this guy off that guy's roster. <laughs> it's like, we really need a tight end. And there's a good one in the SEC that I've been looking at. What's his story? He's from around these parts. I'm just saying, does anybody know that guy's story? Like, how does it work? Also, with legislation for the NIL, how is that going to work, too, as these states protect universities from you know NCAA enforcement? With NIL, could that be extended to tampering? And if so, at what point is Sark FaceTiming people from the state of Texas <laughs> <laughs> after they're walking off the field and right. they're, they're getting interviewed by uh, who's the best, you know, who's the sideline reporter these days, whatever? 
and they're done with the interview, and you see that their phone is in their hand, and there's Steve Sarkeesian, mm-hmm. no FaceTime request. Is that where this is all going? There has to be a, a, a clapback, so to speak. It's got to be coming. Well, it's, it is a problem, and it's terrible for the game. And look, I'm not so naive as to suggest that there aren't overtures made by our staff. I don't know that. Uh, or, or Certainly there are from others. We know that. I would that. hope there are. That's yeah, the name of the right, game right. these days. Yeah, I, I, I mean, would hope. Yeah, I get it. I, I don't know what you would classify as tampering, but uh, certainly reaching out to kids who are on scholarship somewhere else would seem to fall under that umbrella. I just It's interesting because we know for a fact, and it seems to be an open book, that there were players sought after by Ruiz in Miami on this roster. I mean, just open offers of money to come play football at Miami and leave Florida State. We know that happened. Now, ordinarily, I would be, like, enraged by this, and I would go on a diatribe about this. But class houses, I'm not saying we've done that. I just don't know that we haven't. I think the proper way to put the same thing with basketball recruiting too over the years. You yeah, know, you're just, kind wow, of like, oh. Leonard signed another top ten class. That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> I'll be. Yeah, that must be one hell of a pitch. Yeah, but it's it's akin to me. The analogy would be KB Kelvin Benjamin down in the swamp in 2013. What's happening to him is illegal. Mm. What the secondary is doing to Kelvin Benjamin is illegal. You've got two choices there. Yeah, continue to whine about how this is illegal and not called. Or chuck a kid back into his bench. Right. And that's where I hope we are as a football program that, yeah, this well, ain't allowed, but we need to be Kelvin Benjamin. Once he realized that this is how it's going to be, you've got to at least say, I'm going to embrace that. If there's no flag, then you better not throw a flag for this. Well, you know that we are, by the way, because there's getting there's getting to be behind the scenes pushback from the Georgias and Alabamas of the world about Florida State making inroads in the world of recruiting. So that is not happening by accident. And you've gotten kids, in, in the tight ends case, who had committed to Georgia to then decide, lo and behold, I want to go to Florida State. So you know we're doing our fair share of pushing back, as you, as you yeah, call it. Yes. We're starting to perturb. Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. It's a wonderful thing. It's what you ought to be doing. It ought to be a constant source of agitation for those two gentlemen, amongst others. It ought to be, and and them us. That's what this is. It's it's the big fight for the best players uh, in a region of the country that has an abundance of them. What needs to happen in Tuscaloosa and Athens is the student reporter is coming to get a feature piece uh, on Nick Saban or Kirby Smart. They're sitting down and waiting. And the assistant says, hang on a minute. Just hang on a minute. You hear a GD bomb echoing off the walls of the office, and, and the kid is getting scared. And she says, it's okay. It's just Florida State again. They're really pissing Coach off. So just give him a minute. Florida State did it again. <laughs> they did it again. Yeah. Just, you can go in in a minute. But he needs he usually needs a couple of minutes after Florida State gets him again. I just like that we're reaching a place now where the frustration of those you're seeking to compete against for national championships it's, it's happened now. It's an agitation. It's Florida State, damn it. We got another guy from us. All right, now. That wasn't funny the first time it happened, but I thought of it as a fluke and the kid's from there. What are we doing now? What's going on here? Like that kind of conversation, I want that to be the norm. You know you're in a good spot when everybody that cheats in college football is the one accusing you of cheating. What you want are all of the known cheaters who have prospered greatly from cheating to be like, this Florida State stuff is ridiculous. They are cheating their ass off. It is the ultimate in hubris. It is wondrous when it happens, and it makes me smile. 
It happened to Jimbo for a minute. It, he looked cool for a minute there because Nick is complaining that he bought the class. Oh, Nick. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> to a bunch of 1% boosters, you're saying that they bought the class. Mm -hmm. Okay. I now, we don't, we don't do that around here, okay? I. That was, that was classic. Irashafel, Warchant.com. He'll join us in a few minutes. Chef Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. And am I guessing right, Tom? Is it storming outside? Are we about to lose power? What do we got going on here? It's, um, it is it is afternoon. It is, it is you know, 2.30. I have communicated with Director Matthew, who is off-site but in town, that he needs to be nimble because there are rumblings in the distance, but it doesn't sound like it did last week a couple of those days, thankfully. Yeah, so there's wallpaper issues over my left shoulder. Is that right? Uh, it could be over your right shoulder. Yes, my stage right. left. Oh, it's my right left. shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. For heaven's sake, I, I always enjoy that that uh, phrase. No, because I like it, Vic, that you're pointing this out. You know why? It's bothering you. You've watched the show enough that it's consistently there, and you're going, what the hell? But here's the problem. I can't show you this, or I would, and this is great radio for those that can't see any of it. Uh, to my right is this, there's another part of this desk that the computer sits on that also has, uh, all of our, uh, commercial, uh, stop sets here. It's, it's the, uh, WVFT, uh, you can see, you know, what's coming, uh, from the break and everything else. So this is not something that you can fix necessarily. I mean, I guess we could get, you could pan the camera, I guess a little bit, but then that doesn't square up the video screen for no. the, uh. I, well, there's computer. there's just there's stuff I can't really I, I will try to you know it's bothering me now that you pointed it out Vic <laughs> now it that worked. you it it's worked. Vic you win we just got to zoom in a little bit 
Looks like your uh, your Zoom got reset. I, I I'm fine with it. I, I'm gonna fix this. I'm gonna get this fixed. <laughs> oh my goodness! Go erase it. Yeah. What do you got? Debt. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, and we'll we'll have uh, Ira on here in just a second. About two minutes from now, we'll, we'll get into another conversation. Hang in there, Briley. June's not gonna be long. June's gonna go rapid fire. When you, it's my experience. When you experience how much vacation that I have, can take. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I take a lot of vacation because I get a lot of vacation. What do you want me to do? Uh, no. So this is uh, here. Here's the deal. June. June will go by. I. I you can look at it two ways. Briley's making the point that, uh, hey man, uh, June's gonna be tough to get through because we're also eagerly anticipating what's coming up in the fall. And that's the dead of summer, dog days, the whole thing. It can be it can be rough. It can be rough. But I also think when you're eagerly anticipating something and you're examining it backwards and forwards and you're having guests on, talk, we now have lots of people we can have on the air throughout the On3 network, but also people that I've gotten to know over the many years in this industry. And I'm going to make it a point throughout June to do that, to bridge the gap. Also, June is next week. May has flown by. May is almost here. May almost is, done. It's almost done. done. Might as well be done. That's right. You did a little shimmy. For the folks in the radio, that was a shimmy. It was four and a half stars. It drives me uh, nuts to think about um, the fact that, A, another year has gone by that quickly. You know, when you get to be 51, as I am, it's just flying by. I know. Yeah. We're not quite at the halfway point. Woo! We are racing towards it this year. It's nuts. And then they think the other part of that is that... Uh, Next thing you know, we'll be in Ireland. Well... It's a busy time, and it's it's we've got a lot that we've got to get accomplished, a lot that we're going to do, a lot that we're excited about, because this team is going to be an absolute joy to cover. They've got players that are, you know, not only interesting and talented, but kind of affable guys that will sit down with you. You got a coaching staff who encourages it, a coaching staff that you know has no problem also coming. And so it's it's a little bit different than in, in years past where you have a nice marriage of a talented team, a likable, affable bunch that's willing to talk, and a coaching staff that encourages all of that. That will help bridge oh, that downtime. Yeah. You know, you get some field reports from LSU for that mega game. Uh, you know, as I'll have Moscona come on here and we'll talk. He's good at what he does. He Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then as some matters are settled in the portal, as we finalize a couple of positions on the roster, I'm not going to look because I don't want to laugh. No, no, no. I was just thinking about something that's funny. Oh, okay. no, there's the Cyhawk trophy. Yes. That's the Cyhawk trophy. There you go. There you go. Um, you know, you talk to these coaches, you want to get them after their position is settled. You know, mm -hmm, you know who mm -hmm, the extra scholars mm -hmm. are going to be awarded to. But I would love to hear from. You know, maybe the defensive backs coach or the defensive coordinator. Yeah. After they fill out these couple of remaining spots, and where do they go? Why did they go at defensive end? Why did they go to safety? Why did they go to linebacker? Whatever those questions are. But they'll be open and honest. They'll well, they, talk about. They it. like having those conversations. Well, I don't know if they like it, but they're open to it, which I also appreciate. Irashafel, managing editor, WarChant.com. Uh, he will be on with me tonight. I will be on with him tonight. It is time for the Monday Smash. I'll tell you something, Ira. We're not holding back tonight. I'm drinking. <laughs> I want you to know we're going to go ahead and pop a cold one during the smash, buddy. All right, but not the hard stuff. Though. No, not the hard stuff. No, it's it's just late May. Uh, we're gonna, we'll keep it within reason. It's just going to be a nice cold beer or two or three. 
while we do the smash. It'll be a good time. Sounds perfect. I'm ready. Do you have your red stripe? Do you need me to swing by and drop any off to you on my way home? Maybe I'll make a run real quick. Maybe I'll make a run to the store real quick. You, you want that? You want, uh, what's the other one? You, oh, you also like, uh, what should we call from Boston up there? Uh, oh, Sam Adams? Yeah. Sam you want me to get you some Sam Adams? No, I'm good, man. I'll take care of it. I'll get it. I appreciate this. It's right on my way home. I just want to make sure you... <laughs> Sir, you're being pushy. <laughs> We're going to have a good Monday, and I want to invite everybody in for this great Monday. We're celebrating the start of summer. Now my kids are going to be out of school, and, uh, you know, that's good and bad. It's a, it's, a, it's a good and bad situation. It's a good situation. It is. It is a good situation. Okay, uh, where do we start? You want to start with a perfect game when you have to have it? That was pretty special, man. That was pretty special. Pretty damn cool. You know, I was thinking, it, you know, and again, I, I think they would have – you know, I think Florida State. I thought Florida State played well. You know, that was a game. The, the score one nothing makes it look like the offense wasn't very good. They actually had two or three opportunities to score. Where you know, you got to give South Carolina credit. They made bang bang plays. Uh, maybe Florida State was a little too aggressive and ran themselves out of a couple of things. But but that's how they play. They are aggressive, and sometimes it works out, and sometimes it it doesn't. But I thought they were the better team. I thought they played better. But but Sandercock just was unbelievable. Um, and. Uh, you know, I mean, they didn't make contact. I mean, they, they literally never hit the ball sharply. They never hit the ball out of the infield. It was as dominant a performance, uh, you know, as you'll ever see in a moment like that. It was really cool. It is cool. I always like to see moments that you know kind of maybe change a person's life, or it is certainly something that is going to be remembered or will be held on to and lauded forevermore. Like, you know, it's cool when you're fortunate enough to cover a program and witness a moment like that, like you are, and I am sometimes, and we get to be places and you see these, holy moly, that, that never can be taken away. That, you know, that catch, that play, that moment when they had to have it. And this is one of those. So congratulations to them. And now they've sold out in one minute and ready to go for the super regional, which is nice. By the way, Ira, do you take anything away? I don't know. I mean, I made it a mention in passing. I do think it's kind of cool that Florida State won their final series in baseball and did take a game from Wake and won two of three from Louisville. I guess what I liked about it, they weren't a good team. This was a nightmarish year, but obviously they didn't quit, and they do believe in and bought into Link and his staff. Otherwise, you wouldn't see that fight in a lost year. No, I think it, it definitely means something. It doesn't mean a ton. Right. But, but <laughs> it does mean something. Um, because yeah, you know, look, man, they, they want, when they went to that stretch of losing like what, 20, 19 out of 20 games or 20 out of 21, whatever it was, you know, there, you could definitely question whether or not those guys were buying in at that point and whether they believed in themselves and whether they had just kind of cashed it in. Um, now there was a lot of one run games in there. They had some bad luck. They, they just could not, you know, they, the deficiency in the bullpen cost them a lot of opportunities to win games, but, but you also just wondered sometimes whether or not they were really really believe that they could win those games mm -hmm. and then for them to come through that and then come to the other side to where they were competitive again, even in some of the losses uh, to Wake Forest, you know, they played, they, they looked like a better team and then they did get the win in the last game. They fought for it. Uh, you know, and then they, you know, beat a Kennesaw state team who's not great, but again, you know, I think they beat Mercer in the last few weeks. They beat a couple teams that earlier in the year, they, they, they wouldn't have beaten anybody. That's so true. I do take something from it. And then uh, to go win two out of three at Louisville, when Louisville is desperately trying to get into the postseason, but you know that speaks to the fact that Louisville's not a good baseball team, but still, they were a very motivated baseball team. So, it's uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a big deal. And, 
you know, I don't know how many of those guys are going to be back next year, but the ones who do, I think, uh, can build off. Well, we know Tibbs is coming back. He said so, so that's exciting, and that is uh, surprising as well. So something to celebrate maybe moving forward there as he's a very good baseball player. All right, now to football, which is where we want to go. And you and I will talk about this more tonight, obviously, on the Smash, and I look forward to it. Uh, you wrote an article. It's up on our website right now, warchant.com, uh, that does touch on something that we've talked about on the airwaves some, uh, which is coaches sounding off about frustrations with player tampering. Um, it, it's interesting to note that in that article, uh, you had Dave Clawson speak on this and noted that nothing is being done about it at all. <laughs> is there anything that can be done about it? Because as you point out in the article, the hard part is substantiating this. No, that's exactly I asked him. I said, you know, the NCAA has come out a couple times in the last six months or so saying that they're going to, you know, now get involved if the if they have indica- indications of NIL being used in recruiting or tampering and that type of thing. Are you seeing any signs of that? And he goes, not at all. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, and again, he, he kind of like didn't really fault them. What, one of the things that Dave Clawson said, and I think Michael Mike Norvell kind of said similar things was, you know, you can't really operate anymore with the old rules or the old um, NCAA. You know, it's just it's an antiquated system of oversight with a whole new age set of concerns and problems. And so how do you investigate these things? How do you look into these things? You know, back in the day, you know, people that remember the Foot Locker scandal, uh, and that was probably one of the first times we heard the phrase runner, street agent. Mm-hmm. In, that, in that, you know, that time frame, those were guys who would um, maybe get money from agents to, to provide benefits to college football players in the hopes of signing those guys as NFL when they started their NFL or NBA careers. Well, now those street agents are working as intermediaries for other schools to, to, set, to, to recruit players to other schools using NIL. And so that's a, you know, that, but how do you track that? You know, and, and if, if you do track it, how do you put, put it back on, on, on a particular school? So it's a, um, it's just a, it's difficult. I mean, I don't know if there's a solution for it makes me laugh to think back on the things that people were outraged over like a simple hookup, you know, like I, like I, I would have been arrested according to some of these people for my hookup at the old turtles record exchange, man. I, I roll in there and get uh, a two for one on tapes <laughs> or albums back in the day. If my girl was working, uh, that said, I, I do think it's interesting where, Mike Ravel noted, and I and I believe this is the frustrating aspect of what we see here. I feel bad for kids when this happens, and I've said this before. The only ugly part of all this that I really loathe and now has happened more than once is, okay, a kid gets lured by this idea, but one of these runners tells them, I've got a better deal for you over here. This is a, an opportunity. This school's willing to come and meet you here. They think that, that you're worth more than what you're making currently with the NIL in Tallahassee. And if you just put your name in that portal, we're going to sit down and talk about this, and we're good to go. And they do that, and then that reality, as Mike Norvell pointed out, changes. All of a sudden, that deal, it never existed in all likelihood, or it's changed dramatically. All of a sudden, 300000 is 50000 and you're stuck. You've, you've alienated your teammates. You've ruined your relationship with the staff, and you're just out there in the wind. I know a lot of people roll their eyes and say, well, tough luck, man. You should have known better. But a lot of times these are very influential kids and they get told a lot of things and they don't have representation and they get taken advantage of. That kind of stuff really sucks. 
It does. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think uh, Mike Norvell was talking about was just the need for maybe, you know, certified agents or something like that Mm -hmm. for people to be involved in the process that are educated, that can have, um, you know, just, uh, you know, intelligent decisions, help the players make intelligent decisions. Because one of the things, you know, right now, is, as you said, that's the perfect example. The other example he mentioned and, and, you know, we've heard cases of is, you know, there's a lot of things that have to be in place for a player to transfer and, 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 and have success immediately in his new school. One of those things is you have to be able to get into that school academically. And a lot of times when players transfer, it's a, with, the, with the NCAA's academic progress uh, mm-hmm. they have in place, it's easier for you to stay eligible at your current school than it is to go transfer to another school. We just saw, I think there was a high-profile case in basketball recently where a basketball player transferred to another school and he couldn't get in. So he had that, you know, he's, he's now he's back in the portal again. And that's, that's something that happens as well. And if you're dealing with street agents or runners, and then they're, you know, they're going as intermediaries with another school. Well, who's actually checking the transcripts to know you can actually get into that mm, school. Yeah. And, and if you can't, maybe how long are you going to have to sit out? So there's just a lot of basically what, what what's going on right now is you take all of this away from the, the schools and the people who actually have the information and make a, put a lot of these decisions in the hands of people who don't have all the information, and ultimately it's going to cost the players. Talk to you tonight, my brother, for the Monday Smash. Looking forward to it. Seven o'clock. You and I will have a good conversation and a cold beer together. And anybody else that wants to join us, I look forward to it. Be well, man. Me too. Thanks, Jeff. Yep, absolutely. Irish Chaffel, WarChant.com, managing editor. It'll be fun tonight. That's very true. That Mike Norvell clearly has no time for uncertified, non-certified, whatever you want to say, agents and representatives. Because when there was the breakout interview at Amelia Island and we, you know, the media moved off of the questions about realignment or rules or whatever, and they got to that, he found a way to inject that particular term of agents or runners mm-hmm. multiple times into his answers. And you could see this was another one of those interviews in which Mike Norvell, the decibel count is low, and he is talking to you like he would talk to us off the record. He had that fiery look in his eye, as though Tate Rodemaker made a poor decision in the spring game when he yeah, said that those look, words. Yeah. You're like, Ooh, all right. Well, I, I can tell you've been through some stress, Mr. Norvell. I see. I do think, uh, look, without getting into too many details, I've learned enough during this process and talking with people who do know that that is a very real problem, that you have you have these street agents, runners, however you'd like, to, whatever you want to classify them as, doing work that is in no way beneficial to the kid. Like, so you're, you're getting a guy who convinced, it's almost just sabotage for the sake of sabotage. So you've got a guy who's paid by a school, presumably, to just get a kid to put his name in the portal. Like, just convince the kid that there's something else out there for him that's better than what he currently has. And they're knowingly doing this despite the fact there is no offer. Right, they sabotage just, they their, just, yeah. yeah, they just want the kid to not be a member of your team. And go somewhere else, but they don't want him there. So this is the stuff that can happen in the state with rivals and really presumably anywhere. This is where, like, Michigan would do that to Ohio State and Ohio State would do that to Michigan and Florida State would do that to Florida and Florida would do it to Florida State or Miami. You get my point here. This is the – but it's – man, this is the the classic with me and you saying, hey, look, man, I speed. I don't go the speed limit. 
If the speed limit is 70, there's a good chance I'm going 78. I mean, I just am. But we can't be going 108. Now, come on now. So this is kind of where you're at with that. Like, you got a guy out here just trying to get a player to put his name in the portal, and you don't have any plans whatsoever to offer him any kind of a real deal at all? Right. That's Man, just, get the hell up out of here with that. That's just gross. It's you know? gross. It is, yes. If If you were trying to get the player, that's one thing. And it's not great. That is tampering all the way. Mm-hmm. But if you're just trying to get the player because you would be better for it. You'd be better that, it, I could that he not play against you. Yeah, I could understand that line of thinking. You know, No, I'm saying if, oh, if you're, oh, if sorry, you're yeah, in yeah, Gainesville yeah. and you want to poach a kid from Florida yeah, yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You offer a play in time, whatever it might be. Yeah. Young running back wants to come down. Let's get him. Let's go hop. You know, make it happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're trying to just get him off the roster and fracture the relationship that he's formed. Correct. Just for chaos sake. Yeah. yeah. Because he can't put it back together and... and I want to watch the world burn, and I don't want to see you succeed, so here you go. I'm going to make this up. That's messed up. Well, it's a special kind of hell. That's messed up, man. Yeah. That's how ass-kickings happen. That's where people have to – it's not a conversation anymore. No, that's where the voices (laughs) would be raised, maybe like the athletic director's ballroom (laughs) last week in Amelia Island, which is just still stunning to know that there was some boiling blood last week. It just makes me think of the player haters ball, and I keep laughing thinking about that when you say Oh, just to go revisit that and how wonderful it is. Oh, don't you try to think of the one you're your favorite? Yeah. There's with, several. You can't. Even if, even if I got it down verbatim, I couldn't say you it. You can't say it. You no. can't say it, but it's also good. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Got to tell you, Tom. So, Bryce was on uh, in a uh, uh, piano slash keyboard recital thing last week, and um, every kid sat up there and played and did whatever piece. And I told you he did the the Bach minuet and Bachman Turner overdrive. <laughs> so it was it was cool, and every parent is there, or family members, loved ones, whatever, and you're watching. There's a kid that got up there and did an original piece, and you could tell he's completely, in, I mean, overwhelmingly influenced by um, the war on drugs. Oh, really? That's it was cool. fantastic. And it, it was really, it, it was that. Synth? He was yeah, it was synth. Yeah, it was synth. And it was nice. really good. It was really good. I was like, oh, okay, I see, buddy. Had the long hair, just like a Kurt Vile. You know, yeah, I was like, okay, buddy. And he was about the same age? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't ask him. I. I, I have no idea. He, he was, gets to eighteen. Let's get him to the corner pocket on a Friday happy hour. He was. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to do that. It would be depressing. Actually, it was. It was dark. It was more on the tender side, sad side of what they do. So that would be Monday lunch. We could do live <laughs> at the corner <laughs> pocket. 
Like, what's the saddest time at a bar? It Is was, it Monday morning, Monday afternoon? It's Tuesday at 12.15 a.m. Oh. That's the saddest time at That bar. did hit. That went right through the ribcage into the heartstrings. Yeah, that's yeah. you look around. You look around. Hey, man, I used to play poker at those times. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Everybody's got a reason, but that's a tough one. That's usually, ooh, ooh. Okay. This is our first GM of the FM dial. That's okay. why I was there. Okay. This is, <laughs> this is. Then there's always the guy you know. You're like, he's in the same boat. How are you, Keith? Good to see you again. Well, we're both here, ain't we? Tuesday at 1215. <laughs> These uh, shots won't drink themselves, I guess, huh? That is right, Tom. <laughs> Here's to you, buddy. But yeah. that's where actually you yeah. bond with the bartending crew. Because, True, because they're know, bored to tears and they want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. So you have some real call, real talk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's do this thing. I got to do some probables here in a second, but I should tell you that uh, our friends at Power Mill are the reason we're able to do it, and they're awesome. And it is officially like now summer, guys. Get your kids in there. Let's go. They've got the camps going for baseball and softball. And what I usually bring up is the fact that they've got programs for every kind of player, every level of player. So if you've got a, a young lady who's really good at softball or one that's not, they've got a camp and instruction for every level of skill. Got a young, you know, young baseball player who's a little uncertain of himself and he's getting ready to enter into, uh, you know, the, go, go to the big field, as they say, and oh, see man. an upgrade in pitching and all of that and how nerve-wracking that can be. Do you remember that? I do. And I, I just so... got done watching it with my son. Yeah. Wow, the big field was just amazing. It's huge the first time you step out there. You're like, how's anybody ever hit the ball out of here? Yeah. And how does anybody play third base? Right. It you seems know? like such a great That distance. is a long distance. Yeah. So they have baseball training program that equip athletes of all ages and skill levels and specific, you know, basically specific skills they're going to need to perform well and get the most out of their experience. They've got uh, 27 different alumni in the majors, 45 years of experience. Over 2,000 kids have come through these programs. Power Mill Training Academy, Power Mill Power, ah. Can't speak today. PowerMillSports.com is what I was trying to tell you. Now, let's get to the probables. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Uh, we're hanging on for dear life in Pittsburgh, buddy. Just two games above 500 after that prolific start. But you know what? You made it through May. Well, not quite. I would say this. It's May 22nd, and we're over 500. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you're still on the wild card chase almost after Memorial got, Day. Almost got to June. Almost got to June. There's 12 spots now every year in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. White Sox, Guardians. And we did it without our best player. This whole thing has been done without our best player, who gets hurt in the first week of the season and breaks his ankle like an a-hole because he didn't know how to slide. But say la vie. Maybe he, was, <laughs> maybe he was the thing that needed to go. No. No. We don't have any pop. He was the only one who had the pop. Besides Reynolds, White Sox, Guardians, Jimmy Lambert, Hunter Gaddis. We got the Rangers and the Pirates tonight. We got Dane Dunning and Luis Ortiz. Cardinals, Reds, Jordan Montgomery, Brandon Williamson, Blue Jays, Rays, Chris Bassett, Trevor Kelly, D-backs, Phillies, Tommy Henry, Zach Wheeler. Tommy Henry? That's interesting. Yeah, one and one with a five. Sounds like a boxer in the 50s. Old Tommy Henry. Dodgers, Braves, Gavin Stone, Charlie Morton. Morton! Charlie Morton's 5-3 with a 285. Unreal. 
Tigers, Royals, Michael Lorenzen, Brady Singer. We got the Giants and the Twins, John Brebia, Bailey Ober, Stroh's Brewers, Christian Javier, Corbin Burns, Marlins, Rockies, Edward Cabrera, Chase Anderson, Red Sox, Angels, Tanner Houck, Jaime Barea, and finally, A's Mariners, Kyle Mueller, Luis Castillo. And that is a look at those. The show is out of the well. All right, buddy. I've almost completed season two of Better Call Saul. I'll get to season oh, three tonight. Man, things are happening now. Yeah, they're happening. They're happening now. What do you think of the uh, character? So Hector came into play, and I'm like, oh, nope. Hector's here. Here Hector. we go. Don Hector. You know what I love is Nacho. I love him. He's my guy. Smart, good kind of criminal, solid. What do you think of Howard? I like Howard. Howard I hated, and then I and then I grew to like. I'm like, oh, yep. Howard, it's turning the corner. Howard's, Howard journey's an interesting one. Yeah, it's a very interesting one. You go from, look at this cheese ball. I'm still telling you my favorite moment. Uh, well, there have been a lot of good moments. But my favorite moment early early on is good old Slippin' Jimmy, A, but then B, the the billboard is the when he decides to go with the perm and the billboard in the exact same <laughs> the same font. Yep. When he looks up at that side and he's so proud of himself in that exact, even with the tirades and everything else. So one of my prouder IMDb moments, you had one of these before IMDb existed with Richard Crenna. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have to go get the blockbuster tape to verify? I want to bet. I want to bet. I was furious with my roommate at the time because he did not realize that I was correct that Richard Crenna was the uh, the general or the sergeant or whatever from uh, First yeah. Blood. Yeah, yeah, and all of the subsequent and, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also uh, Hot Shots wasn't he in Hot yeah, Shots? Yeah, oh, yeah, himself. He plays himself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I don't know the actor's name for Howard, but I knew immediately with the voice because it's a distinctive voice. And that show that, you know, those creators do a great job of always getting great voice actors on mm. top of actors. Yeah. That guy played Professor Lasky in Saved by the Bell the college years when I was a kid. He did? That was Ke- Kelly had an affair with a professor, and he was Professor Lasky. He had flowing locks, 90s mullet style. Same guy. I did not know that. Yeah, there you go. That was That's a real deep cut kind of a pull. Very proud. By the way, Mario, I just flapped, flipped back over to the chat where I see your awesome quip. That's too late in the day, though. It, it, well, he his was two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, man. Is he dead? Yeah. Mm, we, yeah. we covered that. Did we? I, I'd forgotten. It didn't impact me much, did it? Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Not as much as Professor Lasky. Well, I'm just telling you, yeah, that was, those were uh, tough times. Tough times. I remember that middle of the afternoon. They're like, Charles, good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Don't forget the Monday Smash tonight, 7 o'clock. Look forward to seeing y'all. Peace.